0: And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's
1: go places. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles,
2: This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? (laughs) No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. This is
1: going to go the distance.
2: Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath.
0: Starting week two off with a bonanza, dare I say. Unfortunately, a lot of that production on fantasy benches. Kirk Cousins, 36.6 fantasy points and six point for passing touchdown leagues started in 52% of leagues. DeAndre Swift started in 46% of leagues. At least he's rostered almost everywhere. And DeAndre Swift scored 27.1 points. And I think... <laughs> He was a combined yard away from maybe having the best week of any running back all season because he almost had two more touchdowns. But, wow, what a performance from DeAndre Swift. 175 rushing yards, a touchdown, six uh, receiving yards on three catches as well. Welcome to a Friday show. Happy Friday, everybody. Adam Azer, Jamie Eisenberg, and Dave Richard here. We have seven AFC or NFC home games to get to. But let's start with... The Eagles, 34. The Vikings, 28. The Eagles had the ball for more than 39 minutes. And it was the DeAndre Swift show. Of course, Boston Scott left with a concussion. But Dave, what the heck do we make of this? I did a Twitter poll. I just I, DeAndre Swifter, Damian Pierce... And almost fifteen hundred votes, fifty-seven percent say DeAndre Swift. They're very high right now on Swift. Are Did you? A lot of
2: recency bias, and for good reason. He played really well. I thought the offensive line played really well. Kind of exposed that Vikings defensive line. They got pushed around quite a bit, but it wasn't all because of the offensive line. Swift was fast. He had great vision. Um, just explosive. <clears throat> He's he, he he. It'd be ridiculous for Philadelphia to not use on a weekly basis. He's too good of a player. Now, in saying that, he played 75% of the snaps. It was only the fourth time in the Nick Sirianni era where a running back had at least 70% of the snaps in a game. So it's a little out of character for Philadelphia to give that much work to DeAndre Swift. I would say that it was because he had a hot hand. If I've got him in fantasy, if someone wants to offer me the moon for him, absolutely, I will take that in a heartbeat. I will try a little bit to sell high on him, but I don't expect to get much luck because people are going to remember what the deal is with DeAndre Swift. So I'm going to keep him for the time being, and I'm probably going to use DeAndre Swift every week as a starter until he gets hurt or until he sucks for a couple of weeks. How about that Twitter poll? Would
0: you rather have Swift or Damian Pierce?
2: I don't want to get caught up in the recency bias, uh, so I'll say Swift. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, how are you feeling about DeAndre Swift in the Eagles' backfield?
2: I mean, there's a wild
1: card to all this, and the the guy who started last week wasn't there, you know. So I, I can't imagine that they go back to Gainwell as the lead guy, or at least not making it more of a committee because of what Nick Sirianni said after last week. So I would much rather have Pierce still. Um, and I, I think from what you know, you, you, your takeaway from this, as as the coach of the team, is there's one guy that's got a different gear, you know. Yeah. So you know, DeAndre Swift should be the 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 guy, but is he going to be this guy? And this may be his best game. So I would absolutely be selling high on DeAndre Swift for sure, um, because again, you know, we don't know how long Gainwell is out. It might have just been short week; they couldn't get him ready to go. But injury history, still crowded backfield. It it it, it should be a lot less crowded because Rashad Penny. I don't know if he stays on the team. He's definitely not going to be a, a an active member right. of the roster. We
2: got our answer for week one
1: when everybody's there, but. um, you know, they 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 were very high on gain well all offseason. They were very high on him clearly in week one. And so he's not going to di- just disappear because of what DeAndre Swift did.
0: Okay, so how about Swift or Madison? People are pretty pretty upset with Madison, understandably. So he's had a pretty bad start to the year. 19 carries for 62 yards, I think. <laughs> In two games, who would you rather have? Because the schedule gets better for Madison.
1: Yeah, and you, you got to hope the offensive line gets better for Madison. You know, losing Bradbury for the game, losing Dariusaud during the game. You know, that's clearly a big issue. You know, you you can't put it all on him. You know, the fumble's terrible, but two fumbles, uh, the two
2: fumbles. Yeah, one um, didn't count but
1: out. I I I should probably still take Madison.
2: I think I'd rather have Pierce than Madison. That, well, I mean I don't it, know if I really feel like I it. want Swift over Pierce rest of season. I would I'm just I'm excited about what I saw from Swift, and I'd be <laughs> shocked if the Eagles went back to giving him 30% of the snaps when Gainwell's healthy. We don't know when Gainwell's going to be healthy. Uh I'll I'll rank them. I'm nervous about Madison losing the gig, man. Uh, here it is Pierce, Swift, Madison. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's not like Ty Chandler is getting much of a chance yet. Um, but he, he he had a few opportunities and he even had some pass blocking opportunities, and I think he did okay with them. Well, Madison, look, I think the Eagles might just be like the 49ers
0: and the Ravens, where you're just really not gonna want to start a running back against them unless it's a true stud. So this was a very tough matchup. Chargers mm. next week, Panthers, <laughs> Chiefs after that, Bears. Um hopefully he didn't lose his job. That's the only thing It's the two fumbles. You know like I said, only one in the box score, one he lost didn't count because there was a penalty. Let's talk about the Eagles passing game. I mean, this was just so if you didn't watch it, Minnesota just played a, a defense that they were just trying to take away the passing game, playing back and the Eagles it took them a little while and they just said, "Okay, watch this." Right. And they just handed the ball off and they controlled time of possession and DeAndre I mean, I don't even know how many yards they ended up running for when you combine Hurts and Swift, but People are a little upset with the, with the AJ Brown performance. He uh, had just 20. AJ Brown years.
1: was upset with the AJ Brown performance.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he had a long touchdown call back. But would you guys, at this point, do you think Devontae Smith is the number one fantasy receiver for the Eagles? And do you think we should be buying low anywhere we can on AJ Brown
1: and Dallas Goddard? I, I, I think there's going to be better days ahead for both those guys. So, yes, you should be making. Like, if you could turn DeAndre Swift into AJ Brown, that's the best move you could possibly do. You know, oh, so yeah. somebody that needs yeah. a running back and you know, the AJ Brown manager is frustrated there. There's a squeaky wheel game coming, you know, so that they're, they have too many goals ahead to have this, you know, start to, you know, un, unravel as it appeared to be doing on, on the sidelines. And, and I think if you saw what Jalen hurt said, it's good to be a work in progress with 10 days sitting on two wins. Um, yeah. So th- they'll get this figured out and he's, he's going to have a lot of big days. So, you know, is is it probably more of uh, of a co ones one and one a than it was a one and a two? I don't know how many people thought that AJ Brown was that much better than Devontae De- Smith. We weren't drafting it that way, you know. They were both second round picks for the majority of of drafts. So, I mean, Smith had more catches than him last year. So th- this, that's not a huge stretch to say Devontae Smith may be the better fantasy receiver. I hope it's not because you're still taking Brown first. But yeah, you should absolutely be making low ball offers for AJ Brown if somebody's frustrated.
0: Okay. And Jalen Hurts didn't have an amazing game throwing the. F- Actually, you know what? It ended up being pretty good because he connected on that deep ball with Smith. Uh, it's got off to a slow start, I'd say, through the interception, but he ends up with 27.2 fantasy points. And twice DeAndre Swift gets tackled just short of the mm-hmm. goal line, and they mm-hmm. push Jalen Hurts in. And I think yeah. I saw today he has 10 QB sneak touchdowns in the last, I guess, since the start of last year, I think. Uh, may, I hope I have that stat right. I'll, I'll look it up. Anything if you want, else? I can look it up. Um, oh, that's all right. I, know I, where think,
2: it is. I think they really love that play where there's one yard to go. I think like the <laughs> of offensive line is all it. hyped up for it. it and it seems on time. Well, I think they've only been well, stopped once. like it where there's one yard to go. <laughs> yeah, well, of course. But like sometimes that yard is hard to get for teams. But Philadelphia has figured it out. They go full rugby style scrum. And they get it 90% of the time, 95% of the time. I think even
0: more than that. It's crazy. You want but, me to look this up? No, I got it. I you told you I got it. Did, uh, it's from ESPN. Jalen Hurts, including the playoffs, has 10 rushing touchdowns on QB sneaks since the start of last season, seven more than any other quarterback. Uh, Jamie, any other thoughts on the Vikings? You know, Jordan Addison, once again, relies on a deep touchdown to get his numbers, but that's a pretty good start to a career. Your thoughts on uh, the Vikings, Cousins with another big game?
1: A little disappointing in the Eagles defense. You know, again, missing some guys in, in the secondary. But uh, the pass rush was not what I expected. I thought they would put a little bit more pressure on Cousins. So, yeah, gave him credit. He was awesome. Uh, again, a lot of it coming late in the game, but still. Um, and Addison, look, he's, you know, certainly a, a must-start guy in three receiver leagues and pushing his way into becoming a must-start guy in two receiver leagues, which is awesome. Justin Jefferson's awesome. TJ Hawkinson's awesome. You know, so the, the run game is what it is. If I'm Minnesota at this point, I might consider trading Kirk Cousins to the Jets. And maybe tanking for Caleb Williams, because you got all these guys you got to pay. And getting a quarterback on a rookie deal while you're 0-2, maybe getting some capital for Kirk Cousins if they don't want to bring him back. That might be something they should consider.
0: All right. And uh would you rather have Jordan Addison or DeAndre Swift rest of season?
2: Addison. Addison. Okay. Because the, the deep plays are great. Eventually he will start. He he still isn't a full time player yet. And so once he's playing 80, 90% of the snaps, you'll see him get more work in the intermediate range and short range. He's going to be outstanding. Sunday
0: is going to be outstanding. We'll be answering your questions on Twitter with the hashtag. <clears throat> so I'm sorry, everybody. I'm really not feeling great. Uh, <laughs> what a hashtag. Hashtag cough. Hashtag,
1: <clears throat>
0: <laughs> hashtag oh. ask FFT. We'll be answering your questions. 10 a.m. Eastern on CBS Sports HQ. Check out Fantasy Football Today there from 10 to 11, and then from 11.30 a.m. until um, kickoff, we're answering your questions on YouTube, youtube.com slash Today. It's 90 minutes straight, no commercials, just your questions. I guess if I'm being honest, it's more like 86 minutes straight. I will end it a little bit before the 1 o'clock games, but uh, it's fun. It's, we have a great time, and everyone shows up, so every one of us and uh, Chris and Frank, just just a Big old get together. YouTube.com slash fantasy football today. News and notes. All right. Uh Jamie, I'll give you the Ravens tight end situation. Mark Andrews, uh, are you ranking him right now at Cincinnati?
1: We are not, but I hope to be. It sounds like he's trending in the right direction. But keep in mind he practiced a little bit last week also before they decided to shut him down for that week one game against Houston. So if he starts, you start him. If he doesn't, you don't play Isaiah Likely anymore.
0: <laughs> That's a good idea. Uh, Dave, the Travis Kelsey, are
2: we ranking him? Same story as Andrews. We're not ranking him yet. But that's the
0: game of the week. Oh. <laughs> Chiefs and the Jaguars. I almost, almost forgot who they were playing. But that's the game of the week. Hey. It's your game of the week and you don't know who they're playing? I got so caught up in the fun of it that I was like, wait a second, are they playing again?
1: I, know I didn't even know that set up this time.
0: I, I forgot about it until uh, just before kickoff, just before game time today, or the show time.
2: Uh, all right, sorry, Dave. Are we ranking Travis Kelsey? <laughs> yeah, uh, not yet. Same story <laughs> as Mark Andrews. We are waiting until we get a better word from the Chiefs. Uh, we'll see. Hopefully he plays. Uh, do you start him if he plays? Hmm. Yeah. Mm. Um, all right, Austin Eckler missed practice.
0: So Josh mm. Kelly still looking like a... Probable uh, possible start here at Tennessee. Uh, We thinking Josh Kelly or Jamal Williams.
1: Um, I would probably lean toward Williams, but Kendra Miller's return could be a little bit of a problem for Jamal Williams. If in fact, they decide to maybe get a little bit more juice in their backfield. So um, that matchup, though, is just so bad for Kelly.
0: Yeah, Tennessee's good.
1: Yeah. But he's going to get a lot of work. The, the question is, is how much work in the passing game will they give him? You, you would expect like 50% at, at the worst of Austin Eckler.
2: Rostered in 77% of CBS leagues. So your, your smaller 10-team leagues, make sure that if he's on the waiver wire, don't let him stay there. Get him on your bench.
0: Raiders are at Buffalo. Devontae Adams returned to practice. Jacoby Myers missed practice. But a big injury note is in the Tennessee. Another Tennessee Chargers note here is DeAndre Hopkins has not practiced. So we'll see if he gets in a limited practice on Friday. That would be very encouraging. Um, there was
1: um, some site, I forget what it was, uh, hinting that it might be a high ankle sprain for him. Ooh. That's, that would not but be good. That that, that uh, I don't have it in front of me, I'll tell you. But Traylon Brooks should be added everywhere. 55% rostered. Yeah, go get him.
0: I'll just ask because he had a better game. But Nick Westbrook-Akina, any interest?
1: Deepest of leagues. leagues. Yeah. All
0: right, Traylon Burks, uh, I was going to mention. And so.
1: would have a boost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course.
0: They got the Chargers this week, the Browns and the Bengals after that. Puka Nakua, oh no! Puka Nakua has an oblique injury. We want to see an encore.
2: Puka Nakua no for week two?
0: <laughs> Puka not Kula, <cool-a>, Jamie. <laughs> uh,
2: his, his fantasy value might turn to Puka.
0: <laughs> but what about
2: Tutu Atwell Foley? Those
0: Beverly Hills, or that's well, uh,
2: Axel Foley. You, that that was not cop. So great. Yeah, I, I think no. uh,
0: it was a team name of mine.
2: I don't know ago. if I'm excited about a single Ram this week against San Francisco. Uh,
0: he's 42% rostered at well, had a huge gain over 100 yards in week one. Um, so if yeah. so, you're so just to throw it out there, Burks would be a bigger priority for you.
2: I, I would say so. You know, the nice thing about, about what's going on in the Rams offense is that Stafford's playing great. I, I don't think he'll have the same type of game against San Francisco as he had against Seattle. So I, I don't think Tutu will do at well.
1: I, the one thing that's <laughs> interesting, I saw Jacob Gibbs tweeting about this and, and Dan Schneier as well. Uh, and you're seeing a lot of people, you know, just looking at all the pre-snap motion for receivers and how that's translating into production. And I believe that Tutu, if I'm not mistaken, I think you check out Jacob's Twitter, Twitter account, X account. Um, he was second in terms of pre-snap motion behind only Tyra Kill. Oh. So they're trying to get him. And I was listening to uh, Greg Cosell um, on Colin Coward's radio show. And if you don't know Greg Cosell, he's fantastic. Uh, breaking down film. He's the and best. he was saying that when these guys are, th- these speed guys are getting in, in motion, which is why you're going to start to see a lot of teams doing it, that they're just on defenders so quickly. Yep, It's so, so much of a mismatch problem. And so, you know, Atwell can fly. And so... Not somebody that I would start this week, but more intrigued by him moving forward if this is going to be the role that he plays. Because when Cooper Cup comes back, that might eat in, eat more into Puka than it might be to Atwell.
2: So, and their next few games at Cincinnati, eh. at Indy, ooh, Philadelphia, we'll see how how healthy their secondary is, and then Arizona at home, Pittsburgh at home, then yeah. at Dallas. That's not so good. And so I, there, I there could be some weeks where Atwell can be pretty good. And then if Puka plays, he could be very, very good. And Stafford can be very good.
0: Yeah. And I don't have any I don't have his numbers in front of me for previous seasons, but Atwell had a fifteen point seven five yard A dot, which is like not really sustainable to be thinking you're gonna have a lot of catches. But he had a seven point eight two yard route depth. So he was running shorter routes. Like that is lower than Nakua, for example. Uh that was in week one. That was in week one. So mm-hmm. that's actually encouraging because you want him to run some shorter but routes. And I wonder if that catches. includes any like pop passes or screens
2: that he Again, had. Like sometimes not, that it's not
0: just the catches though, it's the routes, right? So no,
2: I know. But he also, if he's catching those types of routes, then he's running those types of routes. Yeah. When he's not targeted.
0: Right, but it that's a big difference between his A dot and his route depth. So I think the point is I don't really trust the guy with a sixteen yard A dot to be consistent unless it's like Mike Evans or something. But uh, he he could have a lower A dot going forward if they throw to right. him on shorter routes.
2: All if right. if that anyway. were Tyreek's A dot, we wouldn't bat an eyelash. Exactly. I've just I've learned to not really look into route depth as a meaningful stat. Uh, Christian Watson and Aaron Jones
0: both mispracticed, practice, but linebacker Quay Walker was limited. Jerry Judy practiced in full. That is great news. Is he a top twenty four guy for you this week, Jerry Judy?
1: No, no I, I would I would take a little bit of a cautious approach just mm-hmm. because you know we saw we we've seen it or we saw at least one week with uh, Terry McLaurin. Um, th- there might be a little bit of a shake off the rust performance for him. So it's it's really more of if you need to start in a three receiver league, okay, I, I take a chance on that. Uh, big downgrade, though, for Cortland Sutton. He still Dude. may play well, but you just can't yeah have any high expectations for him.
2: I think words out that there could be a snap count on Judy. Really? He's yeah. Practicing in it's full. his he first game back week. from Hamstring. We talked about this when he got hurt, that when when he initially got hurt we thought he'd miss more time than he's going to miss but that first game back you figure you can't really use him then anyway yeah well remember when Jaleel
0: McLaughlin was going to have a big role in week 1
2: you got one carry we're yeah. saying it again or Sean Payton said it again this week
0: <laughs> okay uh, Brandon Cooks yeah. mispractice he has a slightly sprained MCL he has not been ruled out Brandon Cooks against the jets but uh, Traylon Burks, Tutu Atwell, Michael Gallup. How does Gallup rank in terms of, hey, let's pick this guy up and see
2: what happens? I like it. I think it's good for him. I think it's good for Jake Ferguson. And you just, I, I don't know if you, you don't start Gallup unless you're desperate. And uh, you you start Ferguson if you want a tight end that's got some upside. But, but Cook's if Cooks cracking, is out, right? it, it changes the offense quite a bit. And it gives more opportunities to those guys. Uh, did Cooks practice?
0: Um, yeah, uh, I think he was limited. No, no, he missed practice. He missed, from what I see. It's a slight MCL sprain, so he's optimistic, but we'll see. Uh, just a few more notes here. Giants left tackle Andrew Thomas was limited in practice. Darren Waller's downplaying his hamstring injury, but you know, I don't think a lot of people that aren't Darren Waller are downplaying his hamstring injury.
1: Uh, those- he says he's playing, so you know, you're, you're starting him.
0: No, he's playing, but it's a it's week two and he's already dealing with this, you know, so I'm just wondering if he can get through the season. Uh, Houston's two safeties, still missing practice. Jimmy Ward and Jalen Petrie, Joey Bosa, Chargers edge rusher. He missed practice with a hamstring injury. Devontae Parker was limited. Um, Carolina lost their left guard, Brady Christensen for the season and JC Horn for a while. They're starting cornerback. Tampa Bay could be without Carlton Davis starting corner. And defensive lineman Kalijah Kansi, first-round pick, he missed practice. DJ Chark was limited. He's barely rostered. And Chicago cornerback Kyler Gordon is on IR. And big news: In Sync is releasing their first new song in 20 years. So everybody, be on the lookout for that. We're gonna take a break when we come is it the back. Game of the week. <laughs> it's the song of the week. And uh, when we come back, one question for each game, and beat the waiver wire, and we'll get into seven NFC home games. Headlined, maybe from fantasy uh, perspective, by Jets Cowboys, which will have some interesting decisions. And we'll be right back.
2: This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Ready? Go. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning is now streaming on Paramount+. Hang on! It's off the charts spectacular. Go, go, go! Tom Cruise has outdone himself. The world's coming after you. Stay out of my way. Prepare for one of the best action movies ever made. This is getting exciting. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13.
0: All right, Jets are at the Cowboys. One question. I have a
1: good song for Insync.
2: Yeah,
0: what's that?
1: Got to go bye.
0: Got to go bye bye bye. <laughs> I was looking at the at the Insync schedule and they have three straight buys. Uh, Jets at Cowboys. Anyone other than Pollard and Lamb in this game?
2: Not that you uh, feel great about, no, yeah. I, I don't even feel great about Dak. I uh, don't feel I mentioned Ferguson, he's a waiver wire tight end, a better stash than start. And then you get to the Jets, and I know everybody's excited about Brees Hall, but you don't know how much work he's going to get. Should be more than last week, but I don't know if it'll be much more. And the matchup is so hard, it is going to be so tough. That Cowboys defense. Looked amazing in Week One, Eh. and I expect them to continue to look good (laughs) against the Jets.
0: They were okay. Next game, Ah. Chicago at Tampa Bay. Can you trust a running back in this game?
1: Yes, I would trust
2: Rashad White. It's a good matchup. A lot of work last week too. Joe Boo just stinks. He's just not great if you if, sh- if i've got if i'm counting on Rashad White i i've said this before get Sean Tucker on your bench please yeah. that guy could end up being the bucks best running back this year um
0: i am concerned that uh i'll never i'll never feel comfortable starting Khalil Herbert we'll see how it, how it works they got sure. blown I, out
2: last i got week. a i have a, a again sneaking suspicion on my part that we see more Roshan Johnson this week because he's a better pass protector yeah. And the Bears need – they're going to need that for fields. I think they got to get fields going downfield. And uh, I think Roshan is on the field more, and that leads to more work. Another player, very shallow leagues, he's out there. <clears throat> Stash him. All right. Uh,
0: Green Bay <clears throat> at Atlanta. Sorry. How much do you like A.J. Dillon if Aaron Jones doesn't play?
1: Top 20 running back.
2: But barely. I, I, I think Atlanta's defense is good. I don't know how good AJ Dillon is. It's just an opportunity for him to get a good amount of work and to potentially score. So low end number two running back for
1: me. He'll be he'll be involved in the passing game, and we've seen that in the past. That's when his numbers have certainly been better, and playing behind one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. So they'll lean on him quite a bit.
0: So this is the hypothetical of if Aaron Jones is out. But so if we had let's say three replacement running backs, still count Jamal Williams, going up against Carolina. Potentially Josh Kelly against Tennessee and A.J. Dillon against Atlanta. Who's your favorite in that group in this hypothetical?
1: Uh, if if William Miller or... plays, okay. it would be A.J. Dillon. If Miller is out, it would be Williams. And Kelly would be third. Yeah, that's how I feel.
0: Probably all pretty close, though, I would imagine. Yes. Uh, Seattle at Detroit. Are we going to get a bounce back from the Seahawks passing game?
1: uh modest i mean look tyler lockett leaving the game didn't help in week one and you probably had some rust for jsn after dealing with the wrist injury but not having the tackles there is going to be such a problem for them i mean they're (laughs) they're talking about starting 41 year old jason peters who just signed this week three days ago you know so i i know it was a different situation when you talk about the kansas city receivers and what patrick mahomes had to overcome but they've made Patrick Mahomes work for that, and they're going to make the Seahawks work for their numbers. So you're still starting Metcalf for sure, and you're probably still starting Lockett as a low-end number two receiver. I'd still wait a little bit on JSN unless you're in a three-receiver league and you're stuck. But I don't like Gino this week at all. I think we're going to see some turnovers from him, and I think he's going to get sacked and hit quite a bit.
2: That's always been his Achilles heel, is pressure. And it, it was in week one too. And so if he's going to take on a lot of pressure, then – you probably shouldn't start him. I have him ranked 12th right now, and I I really have gone back and forth between him and Watson and Daniel Jones. And I think making the case for Daniel Jones is actually going to be a lot easier than making the case for Geno Smith. Yeah.
1: I would start Russell Wilson and Brock Purdy over Geno Smith this week.
0: Ooh. Wow. Okay, oh, we got to explore that a little bit more. I know, yeah, the tackles are bad. Um, but it's so interesting. You know, this is one of the hardest things to figure out is how much is that going to impact a player. Teron Armstead, was out last week. Tua was the number one quarterback. Look at the Vikings offensive line. We didn't even mention it. Not only did Darisaw, I don't even think he played. He was active. No, he
2: he got hurt after, he got hurt during pregame warmups right. after the inactives were right. handed Right.
0: So so they didn't have their center. They didn't have their left tackle. The guy who replaced them at left tackle left with an injury. And Kirk Cousins scored 36 points. So, um, you know, it's, it's kind of, but then there's also, we've also seen games where a player has been completely taken out because of his horrible offensive line play. I don't. I can't remember any off the top of my head. Oh wait, yes, I can. Daniel Jones last week. But you know, it is a difficult thing to figure out in fantasy sometimes. Uh, all right, three more games, real quick here. One question: New Orleans at or Carolina, Miles Sanders or Jamal Williams? Sanders. 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 San Francisco at the Rams. Is it start all Niners, sit all Rams?
1: Yeah, we're done with that. Especially guys. if Puka's not there.
0: But what about Atwell and Higby if Puka's not there? I mean, they're not— I uh, wouldn't
1: start Atwell. I just want to (laughs) have Atwell on my bench if I can, and I need to see what happens for a second game. Higby is kind of in the—what does Heath say? The tight end bucket? Yeah. Um, You know, if if you have him and he's your only option, like you don't want to pivot to Adam Troutman or Hunter Henry or those guys, you stick with it because he'll probably still get a a handful of targets, but it's not going to be pretty. At least they did give up a tight end—a touchdown— to a tight end last week. The 49ers did with Pat move, so maybe he finds the end
2: zone. Mm. I'll happily start Hunter Henry over Higby.
0: Okay, Giants at Cardinals. Starter sit Daniel Jones, and stat of the game for that game is Jones played six opponents who were bottom 10 against quarterbacks, so six good matchups last year. He scored 20 or more fantasy points in all six of them. Um, starter sit Daniel Jones.
2: Oh, the case for him is a much easier matchup, obviously, and... Hopefully that offensive line does a better job protecting him. The right side was a mess. And then Andrew Thomas, it looks like he's going to try and play, but he's
1: frozen. Dave starters at Daniel
0: Jones, Jamie,
2: yeah, you start him. I <laughs> mean, you savvy it, enough it, to work around it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what you froze. So oh, just,
2: I did.
0: Yeah, but it was well said. Ah, is he top I 12? Think. He's right on the cusp of top 12 for you guys. He is it? top 12 I agree,
1: And he is, uh, Look, the the one positive from last week, one of five quarterbacks to run for forty yards. So he'll still do that, and hopefully be better as a passer, be better protected. It's a bounce back game for sure.
0: Let's beat the waiver wire. Getting ahead of week three's waiver wire. DJ Chark is twenty percent rostered. You could take a look at him. Great name, Michael Gallup, Traylon Burks are the replacements we've already talked about. Tutu Atwell.
1: What about Josh Reynolds again?
0: Okay, what's his roster? Chiefs guys. Uh, I'll look up Reynolds in a second, but uh, Reynolds—I'll look it up right now. Reynolds is 16% rostered. Really? Yep. It's hard for me to believe. I think I—I I, I think I am the—I am the 16%. I <laughs> I have
2: a lot I of Josh Reynolds. Very super competitive 14-team triple flex PPR league with other guys in the industry. I spent 14 fab to get Reynolds. I got him. No one else put in a bid. Now, four or five weeks from now, I this comment will look silly, but I think that he's worth it. He's going to play a lot. Goff trusts him. I I think if you're really in a pinch, the 12 PPR points that he got you last week is something he could do consistently.
0: There are a lot of wide receivers. McKendrick Bourne, 63%. Zay Jones, 55%. Uh, What do you guys think about a Chiefs receiver? Morris, 68%. uh, Tony, 67% rostered. Rasheed Rice, 29%. They get the Bears next week. Uh, Who would you stash? Tony. Okay. Um, Sean Tucker, Tajay Spears, Zach Moss, Jerome Ford. These are all handcuffs or for
2: Moss, Moss might start.
0: Moss is rostered in just slightly fewer leagues than Deion Jackson right now.
2: So we think that's a mistake. That's a that's a good flip, too, all to right. get Zach Moss. If he if he's active, I don't know how the Colts go back to Deion Jackson at this point.
0: Let's go to the games. Jets right. are at the Cowboys. Very interesting fantasy matchups here. Brees Hall or
2: Garrett Wilson this week? Wilson. <laughs> I'll take Wilson.
0: How do you guys feel in general about Garrett Wilson and this matchup?
1: Um, the quarterback's terrible. So he's got to show a lot. And this is not exactly the easiest matchup for him to show a lot. You know, what you're going to see from the Jets is they're going to lean on their run game, which. May or may not have success. I would lean toward probably not having huge success, and just try and keep the game close and give Dan, give um, uh, Zach Wilson some manageable third down situations. And when it's third and long, you know you'll you'll see a lot of draws and screens and things that are trying to not put him in scenarios that he's going to turn the ball over. So they they're both going to be frustrating. If if there was no Dalvin Cook, I wouldn't care. I'd still start Brees Hall but the fact that they'll still share in this matchup just makes it a little tough to trust.
0: I mean, the thing about the Cowboys is if they had a weakness last year, it was probably their run defense. Actually, late in the year, they lost their number two cornerback, and then they actually just weren't really that that tough of a matchup. But they're not amazing against the run, at least I don't think so. They weren't last year. You know, week one was whatever. Um, The Jets are going to run the ball a lot, you know, I mean, uh, and Brees Hall is just so good. So, um, no. I, we talked about those replacement running backs. You'd start all of them over Brees Hall if they yeah. if they had
2: the gig. We're talking about Jamal Williams,
0: Kelly, and Dylan in in that hypothetical.
2: I, I think so. The one that gives me pause is Kelly, but <laughs> I think he'd just get enough work to go ahead of Hall.
0: All right. By the way, the stat of the game: the frozen margarita machine originated in Dallas, according to Redfin. So, I the frozen internet machine is in it. my office. <laughs> uh, Zach or Dak in this game? Just kidding. Uh, but sit Dak?
2: Yeah,
1: you know, it's like we we keep focusing on the the, the Cowboys defense. The, the Jets defense is, is obviously great too, you know, and, mm-hmm. and they're going to make things uncomfortable for the Cowboys. So, you know, you got Sauce Gardner, most likely going to see a lot of time on CeeDee Lamb. And even if he's not, the other corners are still really good. So... Dak's going to be under duress. This is, this just feels like a slugfest, you know, and, and the the edge should go to the home team and and the quarterback, but I don't think there's going to be a ton of fantasy production here. You're not benching a lamb. You're not benching Pollard, but you know, you might not get the typical usual type of production for those guys.
0: Well, we saw it with Diggs last week. They moved him all over the place to get him away from Sauce Gardner, including on that game-tying drive at the end of regulation. I don't just move your cornerback around, man. Uh, but that's a good thing: is that it, he, Gardner doesn't leave his post as the left cornerback, so they can get Lamb, you know, lined up on other guys. So you said are good, but they're not Sauce Gardner. All right, um, Garrett Wilson um, is. I didn't have his ranking in front of me. As I recall, I feel like one of you is a lot higher on Garrett Wilson.
2: Must uh, be you know, definitely uh, Heath, definitely not me.
0: Heath has him 22nd, Jamie 29th, Dave 32nd. So huh, I see Christian Kirk ahead of Garrett Wilson. I see Nico Collins for Dave,
2: not for Jamie. No, no oh, I updated this morning.
0: Okay, I'll hit refresh.
2: Gabe Davis? I saw Jordan Addison ahead of him. Yep. It's just, you've got to be nervous about him with Zach Wilson. They averaged 8.6 PPR points per game together last year. Last week was nice, but it took Wilson making a huge play. Chris Towers talked about it on our live stream yesterday.
1: It It wasn't nice. It's hard to trust. (laughs) You're being, you're being generous. That wasn't nice. (laughs) He got lucky. Yeah. Uh, That's a five uh, for 34 day, four for 34 day. No four for 32 day.
0: Yeah. Uh, Five targets for Wilson, and they will be run heavy. But you guys have him ranked as a, as a, not even a top thirty receiver now. So, but you do think he's a top thirty receiver rest of season. So part of it is the matchup, right? So we could say buy yeah. low if he struggles in this game. On Wilson, yeah,
2: That's I think was true.
0: It buy low if he struggles.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Yes.
2: Okay. Yeah, but n- you're not buy. You're buying him as if he's a fourth round pick, not a second round pick. Sure. Okay, all right.
0: Uh, let's go to our next game,
1: Chicago. Oh, uh, by and on the way, flip side, if he does surprise us and has a big game, sell high.
0: Which uh, DST do you prefer? Which yeah, which DST do you prefer?
2: Cowboys, Cowboys. And do you the get, one playing Zach Wilson? Do you get away Please. from the Jets this week? Try to
0: keep him on your bench, maybe. No,
2: yeah. I mean, I wouldn't cut him. I'd start him if if as a low end option. Hmm. Yeah. Okay.
0: They struggled last year against good defense, uh, good offenses. They s- yeah. struggled badly.
2: They just took on a really good offense yeah. in week one. And they were amazing.
0: Chicago at Tampa Bay. Stat of the game that may not matter because most of it occurred in 2022, but some of it occurred in week one. Going back to last year, the Bucks have now allowed 98 yards or a touchdown to 12 wide receivers in their last six games. And in week one, it was Jefferson and Addison and they could be without Carlton Davis so the last five games of last year and week one, the Bucks are a beautiful matchup for wide receivers. DJ Moore or Garrett Wilson? More. DJ Moore or Mike Davis? Mike Williams, sorry. Mike but, Williams. I was thinking Gabe Davis, and then I went Mike Williams. Williams over Moore for Jamie? Yes. How about you, Dave? I've got Moore ahead of Williams. DJ Moore or Jerry Judy? More. Moore. All right, so you guys like D.J. Moore a decent amount?
2: Low-end starter,
0: yep. Um, going back to Fields, Dave, do you, have, do you have Fields 11th?
2: Is that accurate? I do. I still have him as a top-12 quarterback, hoping that he can turn Week 2 into what Week 5 and Week 6 was last year, where he puts it all together and he starts to just play a little bit more free. Just so cautious last week. He's talked about it. He knows he needs to do better at it. Uh, and, and I trust the Bears scheming him up in the red zone still. And he did have some great throws, man. The touchdown to Darnell Mooney was great. Mooney should be on that list. I don't know yeah, his I roster. About say that. Yep. Yeah, but Mooney should be stashed okay. in a couple of leagues because it looks like he's got that chemistry back with Mooney. Mooney, oh,
0: it's my Ferris Bueller. Uh, Rooney, but Mooney. Chicago running backs. Who's your highest ranked?
1: Herbert. Herbert for now.
0: But he's. We're gonna sit him or what?
1: Oh, you I wouldn't try. The- the Bears guys, because not only do you have what's still a difficult matchup, you have the potential of them splitting.
0: Yeah. And, uh, all right, DJ Moore, we start Mooney. We stash Cole Komet or Jake Ferguson. Who do you like this week?
1: Uh, I like commit slightly better just because, you know, both had the same amount of targets. I'd like to match up a little bit better for commit last week, you know, take it for what it's worth. Cause it was TJ Hawkinson, but, The Bucs allowed the most
2: receptions to tight ends Mm -mm. in week one. Yeah, Yeah, this this will sound a little silly. If there's no Chase Claypool for the Bears, if they make him inactive, I like Komet better than Ferguson. Okay. If he's on the field, is he active? (laughs) Uh, Sure. But, I mean, Komet gives them that physical dimension. Claypool theoretically does too. If they're both on there, that's two guys they can go to with that.
0: Uh, I should go back to Fields, I'm sorry, because he's not a top-five quarterback for you. Dave's got him. I, th- I think I said 11th, it's 10th. Jamie, I think, has him 8th. One spot ahead of Jared Goff for both of you. But is there any surprising quarterback that may have been drafted along with Justin Fields that you have ranked ahead of him this week?
1: Mm-hmm. I got a question Tua. on the radio call, the, Yeah, the radio show this morning about Tua versus Fields. I'd play Tua. What about Richardson? I would play Fields
2: over Richardson. I've got Richardson a spot higher.
0: Okay. Sit Baker Mayfield. All right, so Rashad White. So, I mean, this is a big opportunity for him. The Bears stink defensively. Rashad White, you guys have him 17th. So I'm gonna move him down a little. Okay, to
2: where he'll right be in the 20s, him. but a number two a fantasy running back. So Ken Walker, you're gonna move Dan him down. best friend, Rashad White.
0: <laughs> I don't know if we
1: should
0: uh I yeah. thought it was Puka. I'm going to leave that. Uh, no, I don't think it's – what do you think? Should I say what happened? No. Okay. Nothing bad. <laughs> Nothing bad. Um, just makes you realize that I've actually tried to be better about this. When we talk about football players, like we're talking about people. So I don't want to be too harsh. Um, but Rashad White had a bad game in week one. Dan broke it down on film, saw a play where he like missed the hole really badly. So that gets out there on social, whatever. Nothing nothing bad, though, um, what we're referring to. But, you know, we should be nice to these people. They are human beings. We're playing and trying hard.
2: Anyway. I uh, mean, did he complain about his credit score? What are you talking about? Nothing. So uh,
0: Ken Walker or Rashad White? Who would you start? White. Walker. David Montgomery or Rashad White?
1: Montgomery. Montgomery. No, I'm sorry. I take White and PPR. <laughs>
0: okay. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, Rashad White or DJ Moore?
1: Moore. Uh, Rashad White. Well, do you like the Tampa
0: Bay wide receivers better than DJ Moore?
2: Yes. Certainly Mike Evans. Evans, Moore, Godwin. Moore and Godwin are back-to-back.
0: Okay. And no
2: interest in Kate Otten, I assume. He's okay. so scruffy and not nice to the touch. <laughs> All
0: right, I mean, it's interesting that Godwin and, Godwin and Evans, are, we're going to recommend them this week. It's a good start to the year for the Bucs, schedule-wise, getting the Vikings in week one and the Bears in week two. Any DSD in this game?
2: What's the over-under on people that understood my reference there? It's one and a half, with one, Adam being the one.
0: Oh, actually, I just gave you a courtesy laugh. I had actually absolutely no idea what you were. to. It's
2: your is. joke about uh, Otten.
0: What's my joke about Otten?
2: The touch, the feel oh. of Otten. Because <laughs> when you take the first initial of his name, it's C, add it to Otten, touch it's Cotton. The feel of Otten. Yep, yeah. I got you. And it was so clever. Uh, your joke was clever. Mine was painful. This is horrible. Can you say something now?
0: Sure. The Bucks are two and a half point favorites. Uh, would you start the DSTs in this game? Not the Bears. Would you start the Bucks? Yes. yes. Over the Jets. Oh, Mamma Mia. How about a break? Let's take a break and we come back. Green Bay is at Atlanta. Interesting game here. We'll be right back on fantasy football today. If you're looking for a podcast adventure, check out
2: Dumb Dumbs and Dragons, a podcast where improvisers and comedians who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons & Dragons. Dumb Dumbs and Dragons has been featured on the official Dungeons & Dragons podcast, ranked number two of all fiction podcasts in America, and has been downloaded more than four million times. Dumb Dumbs and Dragons can be discovered anywhere hilarious podcasts can be found. It's like Lord of the Rings. If everyone was an idiot... This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. You expected someone else?
0: Green Bay at Atlanta. Here's your stat of the game. Look, so I already told you, the Bucs, going back to last season, the last five games of 2022, the Bucs have been really bad against wide receivers. The Falcons, on the other hand, have been the exact opposite. From weeks 10 through 18, I may have given this stat last week, but it held true in uh, in week one against Carolina, for what it's worth. But from weeks 10 to 18 last year, only one wide receiver, receiver wide receiver scored more than 13 fantasy points on receiving totals alone against the Falcons. That includes DJ Moore, Terry McLaurin, Deontay Johnson, Chris Olave, Marquise Brown, Chris Godwin. They all had bad games against the Falcons. Uh, Week one, it was the Panthers, but they had bad games against the Falcons as well. So I like Romeo Dobbs, you know? I mean, it's pretty encouraged by last week playing half the snaps and scoring and and whatnot. Uh, But do you guys like Romeo Dobbs this week?
1: I wouldn't get overexcited about him, but number three receiver, sure.
2: He's in that same range as Garrett Wilson and Michael Thomas for me.
0: I have to point out that this whole stat of the game thing and being good against receivers for the Falcons, it it hasn't been the best quarterbacks. There have been some good wide receivers, but really bad quarterback play that they faced. Um, All right, Jordan Love, big game. Last week, he scored 29 points. He had the fifth-highest intended air yards per pass attempt, so he was throwing downfield. Um, and, uh, yeah, starter sit Jordan Love.
1: Uh, I would start him in two quarterback and super flex leagues. I would sit him in one quarterback leagues. I would like to stash Jordan Love because I would like to see what Jordan
2: Love looks like when Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, and Luke Musgrave are all healthy. I think this is going to be an interesting test for him. I agree you shouldn't start him in a one QB league, and I love the idea of stashing him. Um, but I think this Falcons defense is pretty good. Uh, I, I've been expecting Love to have a worse game that he had in week one. And in week one, he was off target mm. on 25% of his throws.
0: Yeah. I'm not sure I'm there yet with the Falcons defense. Got to prove it. Well, let's it. see how they do. Yeah. They're, they test. were
2: much better in this game, in their game last week than they were last season up front. Green Bay yeah, they running. played. A rookie quarterback making his first start and yeah, and a beautiful up up of offensive weapons. line. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a, a fun game to watch for both sides, but I think it's a test for Jordan Love. I do.
1: I don't think this is gonna be a fun game. <laughs> this this feels like it's gonna be a very low scoring game.
0: I hope not. Uh Falcons, yeah, they're pretty boring, I'd say,
1: but they're very boring.
0: The Packers were exciting as heck last week. And let's hope Aaron Jones plays. You know what to do if he's if he starts, and I think we've talked enough about AJ Dylan. Romeo Dobbs uh, is now 81% rostered. He's a top 36 guy for you two, but, but just barely. And he did have two touchdowns last week at Chicago. So would you start Romeo Dobbs or Drake London?
2: Dobbs. Dobbs.
0: Yeah, I, we're going to start just about anyone over London, right?
2: Josh Reynolds over Drake London.
0: Yep. Josh Reynolds over Romeo Dobbs?
1: No. Uh, no, but they're close. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, how, how do you feel about Algier? Can you start Tyler Algier?
1: He's a flex. I mean, look, the fact that he played 59% of the snaps and got as much work as he did, especially in the passing game, I thought that was the most encouraging thing for him, not necessarily for Drake London and Kyle Pitts. But, yeah, he's not going away anytime soon. You know, they're going to continue to lean on him, which sucks for Bijan's ceiling. But they like him, and he's he's going to play a role. Okay. Kyle Pitts. I'm playing uh, George Maselli in one league, and he's starting both those guys against me.
2: Oh, legendary editor George Maselli. Yeah, legendary trade? fantasy yeah, trade. trader.
0: He he just he You're, makes trades all the time.
2: I love it. Did you see his trade? The one with eight players. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Two. I, I don't remember anything about it. It was too too many players. But I read it. It on was
1: there. Uh, well, he gave up Jamar Chase. He got back a haul, though. He got Devonte Smith. Um,
2: I'll tell you. Sorry. No problem. I made an eight-player trade. You're talking about... I didn't make it with George, though. Which league is that in? It was Jacob and George magazine. in the magazine league. Ah, that's why I didn't hear about it. I'm not in that league.
0: You're not in the magazine league? I am not in the magazine
2: league. Shh. I was unavailable for that draft.
0: <sighs> Kyle Pitts, starter sit? Kyle sits. No, start him, right? Start. Yeah, it's by the, Like,
2: who do you start over him and feel good about?
0: Is that the first time um, anyone's made a Kyle sits reference? got to be the first time ever, right? I made. I invented that. Plant, plant your flag.
2: I I, the H&M. I know what I want to say when he continues having terrible games. <laughs> I just uh, can't here, say it. Here. here
1: was here was a trade: Jamar Chase, Josh Reynolds, Mark Andrews, and Tyler Boyd.
2: Ooh, okay. <laughs> for like, okay.
1: Devonte Smith, Brandon Ayuk, Brees Hall, and Puka Nikua.
2: That's a haul.
0: I don't know which side wins.
1: I think, I think uh, it's the non chase side that wins. I games. I think so too. He got he got four potential starters for two.
0: Yep. Depends how you feel about Nakua. You're not saying Nakua is a potential starter.
1: Yeah,
2: right? Nakua isn't
1: that but, valuable. Because Jacob, yeah. Jacob, I, I would say at, at this point Nakua has got more value than Josh Reynolds.
2: I get it. Like, can we make a Kalua
0: team name with him? But anyway, Jacob tra- traded for Nakua, and Jacob loves Puka Nakua.
1: No, he traded away. Oh,
0: Puka. he traded away Puka.
1: Yes, yes. he okay. gave he gave up three potential starting receivers. If if Nakua is going to be good, along yeah. with Brandon Ayuk and Devontae Smith and Breeze Hall, <laughs> to get Jamar Chase
2: and Mark Andrews
1: and Mark Andrews, and who it actually
2: comes out to pretty close
0: to even on the trade chart. Yeah, fun trades are the best. Make a trade. Make a terrible trade. I don't care. Just make a trade. Give your league something to talk about. Let's talk about Dave's trade. Well, tell me about Kyle Pitts. Is there anyone you're, you're picking up to start over Kyle Pitts?
2: No. Nope. Not yet. So We're not there yet. It. We're not there with Hayden Hurst or any of the rookie tight ends. Not Hunter Henry.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you for saying Hayden Hurst, because he had a big game last week. And I said all those nice things about the Falcons against wide receivers. The Falcons stink against tight ends. They stunk last year. They They stunk in week one. So, yeah, Musgrave. like Musgrave versus Ferguson, Higby. How do you feel about them, Jamie? Uh,
1: I would start Musgrave over both those guys. Uh, The only one that I like better of the guys we talked about is Komet, but he's right behind him.
0: Yes, Ben, in the chat, I know Plant Your Flag is someone else's bit. That's kind of the joke. I got called out for it a few weeks ago. Now it's like a thing. Um, Dave's trade. All right, we have a few more games left, but we can spend a minute on Dave's blockbuster trade. Go ahead, Dave's trade. I don't have it in front of me.
1: Dave traded <laughs> Brian Robinson, Mark Andrews, Drake London, and Jordan Addison, and got back Calvin Ridley, Jacoby Myers, Jalen Warren, and George Kittle.
0: Huh. I mean, it feels <laughs> like a win because Andrews hasn't played. Andrews and Ridley were basically, you know, back to back in drafts. I think it's a win. It's a win.
2: I like the other side better. Really? I liked it better until Addison had a big game last yeah. night. Now it's like ah, I kind of wish I had that on my team. But I think I got the best player in the deal. You definitely got the best player. And and I think Brian Robinson is a sell high. Okay.
0: Seattle is at Detroit. So Jamie is avoiding Geno Smith, 19th. But Dave, you're okay with him? You have him 12th.
2: I've got him twelve. <laughs> I, I don't know if I can keep him ahead of Daniel Jones. I don't think I will. So it'll come down to Geno versus Deshaun. And I might end up taking Deshaun too over Geno Smith. So not a top 12 quarterback. The offensive line worries me. I do plan on doing a little bit of research on who is replacing the both tackles. One of them got a good passing grade in replacement of Lucas last week, Stone Forsythe um I don't know if he's going to be any good against this lion's pass rush the Seahawks know what they've got they they can probably game plan around that a little bit oh, man so i'm not I'm not ready to rule out Gino being a total disaster
0: wait you're not ready to rule out Gino being
2: good you said you're not ready right to rule I'm like out. right in between yeah and that's why he's going to end up around fifteen for me Is because I can't say well he's going to totally suck, get him out of your lineup, and I can't say well he's going to overcome these issues. Go ahead and start him. Like there's not a lot of confidence either way.
0: I want to ask you guys a question, but do me a favor. Let's not go on a huge tangent about it here. But um, how do you how do you deal with moving guys ahead of Kirk Cousins that he's already because you have Cousins, let's say around 15th, and let's say you had a guy behind him that you wanted to boost up in the rankings. Or you had a guy below him that you want to move behind Cousins now because a wide receiver went out or something like that, you know. And you don't want people to be like, "Oh, well now of course now you have him behind Cousins." But on yeah, Thursday, sure, you sure. didn't. How do you deal with that? How does that work?
1: I don't. I don't even worry about it because I. I think I've always said like we should remove the Thursday night guys after they play from our rankings. So, you know, the only the only people that care about that are the people that judge rankings. You know, so I don't know about you, Dave. I I never turn my rankings into fantasy pros, for example. Um no, me neither. So like I I don't care. Um my 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 job is to tell you where I think this guy should be ranked as of the moment that I'm ranking him. Mm-hmm. So if 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 for example, um I'm trying to think somebody I have ranked ahead of cousins. Let's say uh Michael Pittman got the flu and he wasn't playing this week mm-hmm. and I wanted to move
2: mm-hmm.
1: Anthony Richardson below cousins, I'm moving Anthony Richardson below cousins.
2: Right. So unforeseen circumstances, or cha- maybe unforeseen isn't the right word, changing circumstances will make me do the exact same thing. But if circumstances really don't change, then the farthest I will move Gino down is to 14. I will not move him below Cousins, even if I think he's going to absolutely suck. Because it's, it's unfair to the people who looked at the rankings and already started Cousins this week. It's the same reason why you'll see people ranked behind Rashad Penny, who I would love to put ahead of Rashad Penny. But, okay. like, how about this example? Austin Eckler doesn't play. Josh Kelly plays. Josh Kelly's getting ranked ahead of pretty much anybody in that Thursday night game.
0: Right. Okay. Thank you for that insight. This is a tough game, I think, because, you know...
2: Well,
1: in, in 2010, I once moved to... No.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, all right. So, this, I think this is an interesting game. I mean, like, you got, you got the, the right, wide right. receivers for Seattle... And so, who do you like better—the Bucks receivers or the Seahawks receivers? Let's not include JSN. I know we want to be cautious with him, but the top two Bucks or the top two Seahawks?
1: It's a great question because I don't—I right now have Metcalf ranked higher. I should probably adjust that and move Metcalf down behind behind Evans. So I probably would go Evans. And I will adjust this. So Evans, Metcalf, Godwin, Lockett.
2: I currently have Metcalf at the top. Metcalf, Evans, Godwin. Uh, lock it two spots behind Godwin. This 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 line's defense is gonna be one of
1: the better ones in the league. I mean the the way that they're getting after quarterbacks right now. It's gonna this that's the problem. Yeah. You know, and I, I think the secondary is going to be improved. Mm-hmm. You know, th- this is gonna be an issue. And and look he was he was bad last week against the Rams and we don't have a lot of high expectations for the Rams. And that was at home. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Boy, Trayvon Walker over Aiden Hutchinson gonna go down as one of the worst ever I think but um who's the best running back in this game?
1: Oh, uh, Gibbs. Yeah, I like both Lions running backs over Walker.
2: I have Walker and Montgomery back to back.
0: Top twenty guys, though, roughly.
2: Yes, all three. Uh, Walker just outside.
0: Okay, Ken Walker did run the most routes by far among the running backs. He played the most third down snaps. It was only five. They didn't have the ball that much, um, but he he dominated basically everything. Oh, no, he just wasn't in the, on the two minute drills, but. Uh, It was a good usage week for Walker. So, so like, why – and, again, you know, I talked about this going into the Chiefs game. The Lions' run defense really turned around and became freaking dominant against running backs late last year, except for one game against Carolina. They did a very nice job against Pacheco and the Chiefs guys. But I don't know. Like, why shouldn't I be excited about Ken Walker right now?
1: Because exactly what you said.
0: Lions defense,
1: and they just lost two tackles. (laughs) I mean, it's like there's not a lot working in his favor, (laughs) except
0: that he's that in week one at least he was the the lead running back with very low. Oh, that's for
1: sure. Like you can't trust Charbonnet, but my gosh, like if if this is going to be this defense carrying over from one year to the next and maybe getting better, and then now facing a team that just lost two key pieces on its offensive line, yeah, I don't know. It just feels. Like, a rough game. Like, I love yeah. the Lions DST this week.
2: Okay. The offensive line is the biggest issue for me. I'm I'm not sure. I, I'm sold on the Lions pass rush. And I, I think I like the secondary. I'm not sold yet on the run defense.
0: Jared Goff is the start of the week. And well, that's really interesting, Dave, though, because the secondary is what was terrible last year. I know that I know,
2: but getting Gardner Johnson has made just a huge difference yeah. in, Sutton, and, and they, they kind of retooled their secondary. They've got they new did. players in there. All right. Sorry and, to, for the detour here. Um, it's okay. J- it's okay. I I think that, and the secondary benefits from the pass rush too. Really, it all starts up front for yeah. Detroit. Jared Goff
0: is uh 10th for Jamie 11th for Dave. He's the start of the week. Great at home. Uh, and Matthew Stafford threw for 334 yards against the Seahawks last week. Jared Goff or Justin Fields,
1: I'm torn. <laughs> I I, I want to give Fields the benefit of the doubt that'll bounce back, but I forgot about this. That we saw Jared Goff. Granted, T.J. Hawkinson was a monster. He did what he did last year against the Seahawks: 41 fantasy points without Amon Ross a Monra St. Brown. Yeah, like that's amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, to think that he was able to be so successful. Um, again, it helped that Hawkinson. I think it went for like 170 yards, two touchdowns. Um, but yeah, look, Jared Goff, twenty-six fantasy points per game at home, forty-one against this team last year. Like you said, Stafford just you know beat them up. They're getting healthier, but I don't know if it's a if it's an addition by or sub- subtraction by addition. Um, if Jamal Adams plays because he was bad last year in coverage or, or bad last time he's played in coverage, you know, so he may not be at one hundred percent coming back. Mm. Um, yeah, I I like Jared Goff a lot. I really do. I think it's going to be a good game for him and. You know, last week he just missed the second touchdown. If he got two touchdowns, you know, it's probably a no-brainer that you're starting him this week. The fact that he's under 60 percent started speaks to still where, you know, people are concerned. But I start him over Geno. I start him over Dak. I start him over Watson. I start him over Richardson. Um, like I said, I'm
2: I'm I'm almost there with with Fields. He's gonna have a big game. I've got it: Richardson, Fields, Goff, and uh, it, it's not Jamal Adams that would make me sweat with Goff. Witherspoon, their rookie first-round pick at cornerback, is going to play. And it's his first game, and we'll see how he does. And I'm sure he'll get challenged and all that. But I think that that'll give Seattle a little bit more confidence to blitz. Uh, I don't know how good they'll do blitzing because they didn't do very well against the Rams last week. And now they've got this fortress to get past in the Detroit offensive line. So I I, I think Goff's got a shot to – he's not going to do what he did last year. Last year, he went bonkers in the fourth quarter. He was terrible for the first three quarters against Seattle. This year, I think he'll be a lot more balanced. I think 250-2 and is absolutely on the table.
0: You guys, like you said, you have Jacob Jacob Gibbs or Jameer Gibbs as your highest-ranked running back in this game. You have Gibbs 12th in PPR. Uh, Heath has him 19th in PPR, but still, that's ahead of Montgomery. In non-PPR, you guys do have David Montgomery ahead of Jameer Gibbs. I assume in half PPR, you will go with Gibbs over Montgomery. We are expecting a bigger role for Jameer Gibbs and uh, Ken Walker is also a starter, but more more in the low end, around 20th or so. Start St. Brown, Josh Reynolds, um, or would you start Josh Reynolds or Gus Edwards? Reynolds.
1: Reynolds and PPR. Would
0: you start Josh Reynolds or
1: Pacheco? I kind of like Pacheco this week, so I would start Pacheco.
2: Reynolds and PPR, Pacheco and non what, about it's, And it's really close and non. Um, you,
1: you'd you be very surprised to know that they both had the same amount of catches.
0: Yeah, four, yeah.
1: And then Which how do you
0: feel, uh Laporta Laporta or uh, Luke Musgrave this week?
1: I like Laporta this week. I would start Laporta over Musgrave. You know, the fact that he had five catches on five targets, I, I know there were some people complaining he blocked a little bit too much for what the expectation was, but uh in this matchup, you know, I know Higby did not have the, the big game. I still think Seattle's going to be struggling against tight ends. This feels like... Here's all our new toys. We're gonna put them all on display today. You know, and, and Jared Goff's gonna work with Jameer Gibbs a little bit more. He's gonna work with Laporta a little bit
2: more. We're gonna see that production in this matchup. So I like Laporta. Okay. I'll take Musgrave over Laporta. Both are low end starters at tight end. Would love to have either one on my fantasy team, probably Laporta more so than Musgrave. I can't imagine what did TJ Hawkinson do against Seattle last year? <laughs> Huge. Two touchdowns yeah. over 150 yards, 170 yards. Crazy numbers. Seattle's not going to forget about that. So and, and Laporta doesn't run the same time as, as many routes, I should say, as what I think Musgrave will do. It's close, and if you don't have Musgrave and you've got Laporta, don't feel bad about it. Just start Laporta. Starting Laporta over Higby, no problem. Uh, Jamie likes
0: the Lions DST. Saints are at the Panthers. Stat of the game number one. Chuba Hubbard outsnapped Miles Sanders eleven to two. Uh I think that was a third down stat must have been on third down and he ran and Hubbard ran eight routes uh Sanders did not run a route on third down okay I'm sorry this was a third down stat basically Chuba Hubbard was the third down back there we go that's uh, stat of the game number one stat of the game number two uh the Saints allowed the fewest fantasy points to opposing tight ends in 2022 and they held Chickaconquo to no catches on two targets although one of them should have been a 47 yard touchdown on a flea flicker Saints are really good against tight ends, so you might not want to fall for Hayden Hurst this week. So uh, Laporta, Musgrave, all the would you start all the rookie tight ends over? Um, all the relevant ones over uh, Hayden Hurst?
2: I, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm. I think I'm going to land on Musgrave for sure. Uh, probably Laporta too, but not Kincaid. It's a tough matchup, but the one thing that we saw was that Bryce Young still isn't calm in the pocket loves those short outlet throws, and Hurst is playing that role for them. And they don't have a lot of explosion in their offense right now. They don't have a lot of speed on the field. Hurst gives them a little bit of it, given just you know size on top of it. They need DJ Chark back in a major way.
0: Are there any must-starts in this game other than Olave?
1: Jamal Williams. Even Especially if, even if there's if, no Kendra Miller. Even if Miller plays, I would still start Williams as a low-end number two running back. Because who knows my, how, how much they'll put on Miller's plate. Sure. Uh
0: Miles Sanders.
1: Miles Sanders yeah, is a must-start. Yeah, must. And Michael Thomas in three receiver leagues is a must-start. What about Rashid Shaheed? I'm not there as a must-start guy, but I would not have a problem stashing him just based on what he did last week. And uh did you see the clip from inside the NFL they sent out? Derek no. Hart mic'd up.
0: No. Hmm.
1: He was begging begging for the the shot play to Rasheed Shahid at the end of the game. He's like, give me one more. Give me one more. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know if he's talking yeah. to his quarterback coach. It, it, it might have been P. Carmichael, but he was, he was begging for one more. And then they they cut to James. He goes, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah nice. And then
1: uh, he goes, and he's like, she just, just, he goes, just freaking fly. <laughs> nice. No, that's, just, that's so cool. Just freaking run. <laughs> and then when he hits the play, he's like running down the field, like just so jacked up. It was pretty cool.
0: That's awesome. Um, all right, Carr did have a, you know, decent game, 16.6 points, but he threw for 305 yards, but you guys are not starting Derek Carr this week.
1: I don't mind him. I actually, when I first did my rankings, he was in the top 12. It's uh it's not a matchup to fear. JC Horn's not there. You know, all three of these receivers, you know, Juwan Johnson's banged up a little bit, so keep an eye on that. But, you know, he's got so many weapons at this point when everybody's healthy. And so he's going to have some some of these type of games, unfortunately, where he throws for a lot of yards and doesn't get multiple touchdowns. I don't think they'll throw a lot in the red zone just based on their their history. So that's something you gotta you know be concerned about. But it, uh, it it's it's not bad to have Derek Carr in a two QB or, or superflex. How much time we have left, Adam?
2: Oh, I
0: don't like where this is going.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Fine, a subject for a future podcast. Derek Carr and the Saints' math problem when Alvin Kamara comes back in two weeks. Definitely a problem. Uh, definitely a good topic. For I don't a future think so. Podcast. I think it's a good thing. Oh, I think it's a good thing for Carr. I think it's a good thing. For I think Camaro. it's a great thing for Carr, actually. No,
0: as it bad for hate. Thomas and.
1: Mulan?
2: Right. I don't know what it means
1: for everybody yeah, but else. I, I, I think, I think Camaro's going to get back to being that touchdown guy.
0: All right. Oh, future podcast. Future podcast. Uh, Michael Thomas or Josh Reynolds?
1: What happens when Cooper Cup comes back? we spend some time on <laughs> <laughs> Michael <laughs> Thomas or
0: who? <laughs> or Josh Reynolds.
1: Thomas. Thomas. Michael Thomas or Romeo Dobbs?
2: Uh, I think I'm taking Dobbs, but they're close.
1: I would go. I think I actually have them flip flop in both formats. So in PPR I'd go Thomas, and non PPR I'd go Dobbs, just because he seems to be a red zone threat right now.
0: Michael Thomas or George Pickens.
1: Thomas. Thomas. Okay.
0: Starter sit Juwan Johnson.
2: It was fun, Juwan. It was a good ride. No. Don't
0: be like yeah. that. I mean, that's the thing. Is it's this is what happens with tight ends. You can't just give up on, on a guy after- every
1: tight end after week one <laughs> yeah right <laughs> i mean we it would- uh, go ahead. I, would, I would i
2: would still hold him i don't want to start him this week but it depends on what you have i'm turning him in for one of the rookie tight ends asap that's fine.
0: yeah i mean look he was drafted not to be a starter so you right. ride the hot hand that's but fair. that's the frustrating part with tight ends is do you have the
2: conviction to stick with them
0: because they will have some big games he had five targets last week it wasn't like he was completely uninvolved yeah all right um that's it. miles sanders or jameer gibbs
2: I have Gibbs higher. I don't know if I'm going to stick with it. I am. I like Gibbs a lot this week. They're back to back, both top 15.
0: San Francisco is at the Rams, and your stat of the game: Brock Purdy has now. San
1: Francisco is actually at San Francisco, based on the crowd.
0: The Rams are at San. Oh, oh, oh! You're okay. No, they are. I thought I screwed it up.
1: No, they they have more fans typically in Los Angeles than the Rams do.
0: Well, your stat of the game is about Brock Purdy, Mr. Purdy here. He has scored 20 or more fantasy points in six straight regular season games despite throwing for more than 234 yards only once. But one thing that was encouraging last week, you don't want to make too much of one game, 8.3 air yards per pass attempt, way up from what we saw last year from Purdy. It was
2: 6.6. I wonder if that is... Two things. Number one, Purdy just in his second season, more comfortable in the offense. That's good. Two, the 49ers wanted to be more explosive. Like, that's a goal that they had this offseason. And then pairing that with Iyuk's big game, uh, this is another quarterback that could end up being really great for fantasy.
0: Starter sit Purdy this week.
2: Definite in two quarterbacks of reflex leagues. That's easy.
1: Uh, like I said, I'd start him over Geno. Um, I'm, I'm almost there with... Uh, with Watson, he, he's he's as safe as they come. I mean, like you just said it. He's every time he steps on the field when he's healthy, he's basically yeah. twenty fantasy points. So the so, floor is the floor is right there. Mm-hmm. And the Rams were awesome last week. Are they going to do it again? Do they have enough to shut down this offense? You know, with with a healthy offensive line. And you know, you go back to the the first game that Christian McCaffrey really played. Remember what he did against the Rams? He threw a touchdown. He caught a touchdown. He ran for a touchdown. Yeah. Like it was just amazing. So. They 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 should be able to we're gonna say this a lot. They should be able to do whatever they want to most weeks, you know, unless they're playing a juggernaut of a defense, they don't have many of those on their schedule. So I, I love that the Rams were awesome last week. I just think this is a much different opponent, and we're gonna see Brock Purdy still do what he does. You know, there was so- an
2: OMG moment last week when Trent Williams was down and it it didn't look good at the time. He's practicing full on Thursday. That offensive line's at full strength. Adam, you asked earlier in the show, like what do we do when we rank players and move them up or down versus Thursday night guys? Purdy is going to be right behind Cousins in my rankings. I'm I'm, I'm falling for him.
0: I think he's going to be great. All right. Uh, Start McCaffrey. Uh, Which Niners wide receiver do you prefer? Debo or Ayuk?
1: Still Debo. I think there'll be some market correction coming, but they're both starters.
2: Both starters. I have Ayuk higher. More upside. Would you start them over the
0: Seahawks receivers? Not DK. Uh,
2: I don't know how far I'm going to drop DK. <clears throat> okay. The 49er sandwich. Starter DK, se- Ayuk, Debo, Lockett.
0: What is it again? DK, Ayuk. Oh, good. That is a 49er sandwich. Most people would say Seahawks, Seahawks sandwich. Seahawks sandwich. But no, very yeah, the Seahawks good. Seahawks
2: are the bread. Yep,
0: yep um how about Kittle starter sit George Kittle now uh 36 games in his last 36 games he has 40 or fewer yards and 21 of them I just traded for him right
2: <laughs> yeah he's gonna be the best tight end in fantasy football history um no it's a, it's a good matchup for him hoping that he scores I have him as a top five tight end not because I traded for him but because who the hell else are you gonna start at tight end I got a
0: comment here in the chat I want to read. We'll get to oh, it in a these, second.
2: These are never bad.
0: Sit Matthew Stafford. I, I understand getting away from the running backs for the Rams, but the passing game and Stafford, you know, it's hard to trust them. But he's not going to throw for zero yards. Someone's going to have a big game. Someone's going to have a good game, right? Well, I shouldn't say that. Very often there are teams that have no good wide receivers. It happens. Is that going to happen? Are they going to be that bad? Where Atwell's not a guy we should start, or Naku is not a guy we should start if he plays. I mean, is that well, just really I, I think
1: there's twofold. One, they're they're definitely gonna have a worse performance if the San Francisco defense is the San Francisco defense from what we saw last week. But in terms of should we start these guys, we were talking about two guys that were less than 10% rostered as of Tuesday. Like Unless you're stuck, and granted, again, you know, Christian Watson not being there, Cooper Cup not being there, you know, you have some flex decisions. If there's no Aaron Jones or Austin Eckler, I get it. And they're going to get their targets. But is is Puka going for 10 for 119 again? I would probably say it's almost cut those numbers in half. And, well, maybe the same thing. I would say
0: multiply them by two. Okay. (laughs) 20 catches, 238 yards on 30 targets.
1: You know, so... (laughs) They're not going to get shut out. At least I don't expect them to. So is it? Yeah, they might. You know, some <laughs> random touchdown that happens. You know, Cam Akers falls in the end zone because they like him in short yardage situations. Is it Tyler Haby scores and, and Matthew Stafford goes one touchdown, two interceptions? Like they just went into Pittsburgh and completely annihilated the Steelers.
0: Yeah. Are we? Is it easy just to say sit? Kyron Williams and Cam Akers. Like that's, yes, it's easy to sit yeah, everybody
2: on the Rams. The Rams scored 23 points in two games against the 49ers last year. Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup played both games. Cup was awesome in both of the games. Stafford right. was not. Stafford totaled one touchdown. I can't just, if, if
0: McCua plays, I can't just outright sit him.
2: I agree. Oh, he's, I, think, I think he's at best a number three receiver, though. He's a
1: starter right. in three-receiver leagues. Okay. He's a flex in PPR if you don't have anybody else. But right, you works. just have to lower expectations. And again, now there's film on him. Dave. And so if the if if the 49ers are going to try and take something away, they feel like their run defense, I'm sure, can, can you, you know, don't have to put eight men in a box. They'll, right. Seven guys can
2: defend this Rams rush attack. Dave, you, you know where we got to get going again? I, I bet they don't blitz that much. I think they use their front four as much as possible. Well, that's going to be every play. I don't think they'll need to blitz and that'll help them overall. All
0: right. Never mind what I was going to say. And Tyler Higby is uh top 10 Jamie Seven in the top 10. Heath No, very he's high. coming up. Okay. So Heath is high on Ooh. Higby, but not Dave and Jamie. Um Giants at Cardinals. Before I get to that, here's this uh comment from the chat. You guys are my favorite podcast, but I can't stand your scared low takes on Brees Hall. I agree, Maximilian. I, I they were gonna be wrong about Hall. I am a kid in the hall. I'm starting Brees Hall in the zero leagues I have him in. Just want to call out Dave and Jamie. Well, who's
1: for that.
2: scared now for not drafting?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so stupid.
2: Uh Giants at Cardinals. My internet froze at the right time there.
0: Oh. In this, I already gave the stat about Daniel Jones does well against uh, bad opponents, which we expect the Cardinals to be. They weren't so bad against Sam Howell. Uh, but uh, Daniel Jones is, is just outside the top 12. He's like right there, right around 12 to 14 for everybody. Um, start Barkley. Any interest in a Giants wide receiver?
2: I'll start Darren Waller.
0: You <laughs> have <laughs> Waller as your number one wide receiver J- or tight end. Jamie third, Heath fourth, so start Waller. Uh James Connor, haven't mentioned his name yet. James Connor or Miles Sanders.
2: Sanders, but it's close. I I'm I don't love either one of them. I think I might move them both down a little bit. And in PPR I might end up with Connor over Sanders. I'm encouraged by the work that they gave Connor last week. He just didn't do a ton with it. Four
1: point four yards per carry. That must be like a yeah, yeah.
2: huge. He's not going to rip off big runs
0: typically, but he gets a ton of runs, ton of carries, ton of work. So, um, would you start James Connor or Michael Thomas? Connor. Connor. Mm, James Connor or Tyler Lockett? Connor. Connor. Any interest in Marquise Brown? No. no. Any interest in Zach Ertz, who had ten targets last week and should have had a touchdown?
2: Deeper league, like six or twenty PR
1: only.
0: Six for 21 on 10 targets.
1: I was trying to be nice. You got to ruin that?
0: (laughs) Well, look at Monkey D. Luffy said, Daniel Jones sucks. That's not cool. Wow,
1: we found Heath's burner.
0: Yeah. Yeah, sure. (laughs) he sure did last week. Uh, Hopefully, they can bounce back. And you guys have the Giants DST. Seventh for Jamie, fourth for Dave.
1: But you see what happened, though. Heath loved Daniel Jones last week. I don't
0: know why. I mean, even I didn't like Daniel Jones last week. Yeah,
1: I was... (laughs) <laughs> well, his his rationale was his pass volume would go up when he's trailing points, chasing points.
0: Yeah. I well, mean, I guess I that
1: a lot <laughs>
0: yeah. um, Okay, that's it for that chapter. And uh, Zach Brook has a Kirk Cousins stat he'd like to share. Producer Zach, what would you like to tell us about Kirk Cousins?
2: Hey, so I got it right here. Um... So Kirk Cousins is the first
1: quarterback in NFL history to throw for 700-plus yards on 70% completions over the first two games of a season and lose both. Wow.
0: He's off to an incredible start. They have yeah. no run game. He might, yeah, they, and they, he might have his best They're not ashamed of
2: it at all. This is another strike against Madison, and we probably should have talked about it earlier. They've thrown at least 73% of the time in each of their first two games. Yeah. Um, all right. Did we
1: expect something different, though?
2: That's a lot. I don't. That just the number is insanely high. Well, I said it last year. The
0: split they won like eleven games last year, whatever it was. But the splits the Dalvin Cook carries wins versus losses were incredibly different. They're zero and Mm two, so you know that's just not good for Madison. Okay, we have to go. Uh, We will talk to you. We had a mailbag coming up in an hour. Uh, if you want to watch it on YouTube at 11 a.m. Eastern, or you can hear it on Saturday. To Jamie and Dave and Zach, I'm Adam. Thank you guys for contributing, and thank you all for watching and listening. Hit that like button if you enjoyed the show, and goodbye. This is Sandra Herrera from Attacking Third, a podcast part of the CBS Sports Golazo Network dedicated to all
2: things women's soccer. With the NWSL expanding to 14 teams, the 2024 season promises to be bigger and better than ever, and attacking third will be along for the ride from start to finish. Before that, though, we'll be all over the CONCACAF W Gold Cup, where the U.S. Women's National Team is looking to clinch silverware on home soil. We'll also be keeping tabs on the winner transfer window, the Women's Super League, the UEFA Women's Champions League, and elsewhere. Coming to you multiple times a week with game previews, recaps, analysis, breaking news, exclusive interviews, and more, Attacking Third is your one-stop shop for the best coverage of the women's game. Download follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts are found. Make sure you subscribe to Attacking Third.